Welcome to the Quantum Alignment Q&A, Humboldt series, where we traverse through an array of healing modalities to educate, empower, and excite our listeners on their path of holistic health and wellness. In sharing various practitioners' experiences and insight, we hope to cultivate a deeper relationship between one's true self, the mental, physical, spiritual, and emotional bodies. Join naturopath, transpersonal psychologist, and cannabis therapy consultant, Dr. Pepper Hernandez, in the Humboldt Quantum Alignment Series. And now, here is your host, Dr. Pepper Hernandez. Welcome, and thank you so much for making time to be present with us today. Our intention for this podcast is for each and every one of us to get one step closer to the highest version of ourselves each and every day. Today, our guest is my sweet friend, Amy Gunderson. She practices the emotion code. She's a Reiki practitioner, as well as incorporating essential oils into her healing work. She's here today to talk to us about her intuitive counseling abilities that help identify concerns that a client may have regarding mental, emotional, or physical health. Amy, hi, how are you? (laughs) Great. Thanks for having me. It's so good to see you. I was saying when you walked into the space here that you really look so young, healthy, and vibrant. Hmm, And I know it's been a few years (laughs) since we've seen each other, but wow, what are you doing? Hmm, well, a bit of emotion code. (laughs) (laughs) Which I'm really, really stoked about talking with you about today. I've seriously been geeking out on this particular topic for years, Mm -hmm. and so to have someone available to come in and speak on it mm-hmm. is just mind-blowing. I didn't realize anyone was doing this here in the area. And this is probably really new to even our area, but definitely some of our listeners. So I'm real excited to get really deep into it, and you can tell us as much as you want to. Mm-hmm. Um, so what brought you to this particular type of healing? And then let's go into what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, actually, I had a one on one session um, over the phone with a gal who was doing actually Reiki with me. And she incorporated the emotion code into her work. Um, And because I was having some issues, you know, anger issues just coming up suddenly. And I'm like, where's this coming from? And I so I asked her and she's like, you'd be perfect for the emotion code. Let's work with that. So she did it over in distancely. And, um, you know, we uncovered five trapped emotions. And after that phone call, like, and she, and we cleared them, I, you know, went through the process of very quickly, um, releasing them with her. And, um, I felt a big, huge release. And I was like, what is this? Like, I have to find out more. So I got the book. I read the book and started incorporating that almost immediately into my life. The mm-hmm. book that you're speaking of the is... The Emotion Code by, by Bradley Nelson. Right. Okay, mm-hmm. great. So in case someone else wants to Yeah, Dr. Bradley Nelson. He's a chiropractor who developed this uh, modality through his own personal uh, inquiry and healing work. And so, yeah, he's, he's amazing and, um, he's still doing, he has a lot of material and he, um, you can be certified in the emotion code and that's also the body code and it's another level above, um, but just works oh. in, yeah, on more of like your, um, it's just in different layers within the body. It's really fun. So you got this book or well, you got the session, mm-hmm. then you got the book just kind of like I did. Yeah. Then you geeked out on it. I did. Tell me how. You know, of course, we can say I can. I felt it. Things happened. Things shifted right. and changed. Mm-hmm. Can you give me examples? Can you give our listeners examples of how that happened for you? Right. Well, I mean, so I had. I thought I had dealt with everything before I had children. You know, I'm like, I have no issues. (laughs) 
I had three kids and you know, when they were, they just triggered me for some reason and I would become angry and I'm like, what is going on? Where is this anger coming from? Because I'm not really an angry person at all. And so I looked and I, and so I realized that, you know, through like the trapped emotion of anger and rage at the age of five that came up to clear. And that was a trim, like very tried, like kind of tumultuous year I had a lot of stuff was going on in that year and so I had anger and rage come up to clear and a few other ones like um heartbreak and I forget you know a few others but they're not as important as the anger and rage because I saw the difference that made so later within the few days um even the weeks that followed I didn't have as much of that anger I didn't have as much of that reactive built up like agitation I don't know like it was just a like felt it <laughs> and so I could measure it that way and so that's how I got so intrigued going gosh there's so much more that I can delve into and clear do you think and this is just a side question we'll get back on t- on track here but mm-hmm. do you think that this emotion code it clears a particular trauma or do you think it allows us to handle those traumas or those things those triggers that come back that represent something that happened in that time frame I do believe it clears the emotional trauma that actually is buried into our cellular DNA. Like it's like it's imprinted at whatever age it comes up to clear at, you get imprinted with this, say, injury, you know, to your your cellular memory. And it's like a data bank and it's holding on to everything we've ever like account encountered. Every emotion that we've ever felt is all recorded. And so we have this like hard drive to tap into to clear. And so we have like millions of trapped emotions, all of us, you know, going through life. And we never have the safety to, um, or the know-how to process them in the moment. And so when we, we don't process in the moment, we find ourselves like overwhelmed with just life in general. So when you can identify these trapped emotions and keep clearing, keep clearing, um, it becomes a little more manageable, especially when it comes to like anger or rage or even sadness, you know. Absolutely. I think Mm -hmm. anything that people are doing to get to a place where they have cleared, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, really, that's kind of what it is. So zero to seven, which you kind of touched on for a moment, but zero to seven is when we learn, much like just being a sponge, we learn everything from our family members, from our community, mm-hmm. from uh, media, what what have you. It's, mm-hmm. it's there. And not to have blame on anyone, but we really are like little sponges. And so we're pulling in all of that. Mm-hmm. Going through life, and then yes, certain things come up. Certain situations happen for us. Life happens mm-hmm. for us, right. but all from that program of zero to seven. Yep. So no matter what you're doing, whether it be two hours of kundalini yoga every day, um, breath work, meditation, this type of emotion code, these different types of therapies, it's all really trying to clear those old traumas. Mm-hmm. Is that, I mean, is that kind of the vibration of uh, Dr. Nelson? Is that what he's kind of saying? Or, or why is he, and why are you saying to even clear that stuff? As humans, I think we have to incorporate knowing about this, like knowing Absolutely. how to clear programs, because that's what we're running off of. We're all, we're running off of false programs that were, that we inherited from our parents or, you know, caregivers, um, even instructors, what, whoever, who's influential in our lifetimes. We have these people that we have idolized, but yet maybe they don't have 
our best interest. They're not really, we're not, they're not driving our life, you know? So we're, we're trying to like find ourselves. <laughs> I think that <laughs> Dr. Bradley Nelson is definitely incorporating um, how to identify clearing these things um, specifically. And whereas you're comparing it to meditation and kundalini yoga, um, we all identify these things on our own and work with all of these um, modalities that we choose. But this is just a quicker link into identifying these issues and clearing them. I like that. So can you tell a listener who has never heard of the emotion code what it is exactly? I started geeking out on it because I'm so excited to talk to you and I know about it. But what about for someone who's never heard of it? Right. What is this thing that you're doing? We're asking our subconscious memories like um what we have within our with our recording what we have trapped within us that needs to be cleared what's what is the foundational um programs going that we're operating on unconsciously that we don't really maybe even know about or want to follow them anymore so it's like instructions for how to behave honestly so if we can um go and recognize what it is then remove it and we can be a little bit happier so what we do is there is a chart there's emotion code chart Um, you muscle test you can use your, the sway test is a body where you stand up, you ask yourself a yes, no question. And if it's a yes, you, typically you, you, fall, you go forward. And if it's no, you go back. So typically you ask yourself your name, like, is my name Amy? And then I would go forward. So that's, you know, and is my name Joe? No. And then I'd go back. So that's the sway test. And then there's also, you can do muscle testing with your hand as well, but that's more, you know, you just have to practice. But with someone who has never done this before, it's very fun and interesting and quick. So you, I would just ask, do you have an emotion to clear now? And they often would be yes. And so then we would go down the chart. Is this a, there's a chart here. Is, um, is the trapped emotion in column A or is it in column B? And is this trapped emotion, is it in a row that's even or odd? And that will help identify the location of where this trapped emotion is located on the chart. And each of these, um, there's quadrants, and each of the quadrant has five uh, trapped emotions uh, listed within them. And then you would go down through each of the emotions, and, and by muscle testing, you'd find out which one is actually um, your, that's holding, that's ready to be released. And then after identification of that, then you go through and remove it through usually it's just you can do a magnet he started out with a magnet going over the forehead and it's usually the the long the longest largest meridian over the head and then you ask if it's cleared and it's cleared usually it's it doesn't have um very quick so you don't go into the depths of where did this where is this emotion trapped you exactly can. where did you i can. get it from mm-hmm. that kind of a thing that's the fun part yeah so you can <laughs> clear it without knowing anything or you can clear it with asking a lot of questions okay. so you can um identify the trapped emotion say it's panic um you have trapped emotion of panic you can find out what age that the emotion was actually um you acquired that and it can be any age a lot of them happen within childhood, but then, of course, they can happen at any time. So you identify the age, and then you can identify the person that you um, had this interaction with. And it could be also an inherited emotion that you get from usually a parent. And often, that will be an inherited emotion for them as well. So it can go back generations wow. of, of these trapped emotion um, that were passed on. 
through, you know, behavior. So it's really about all of our behavior. So you described what it would look like if someone was working on the emotion code on their own, being the muscle testing or the sway test. Mm -hmm. You as a practitioner, Mm -hmm. how do you do that for someone who's maybe on the table or someone who's doing distant Reiki or distant healing Mm -hmm. with the emotion code in Reiki? I guess you do both of those. It's, it's me doing the muscle testing. I proxy for the person. Um, who is, uh, yeah, I mean, so it's, it's awesome. And it actually, it's a lot quicker. <laughs> so if you have the person actually doing the sway test, you actually have to take a moment, do the sway test till it responds on every single question asked. But with, um, with me proxying for people, it's very quick because I do my, I do a finger muscle test and it's accurate, you know, or you can use them using a pendulum if you really want to, mm-hmm. they both work. So can you tell us some of the emotions that can be cleared with the emotion code? Can you go down the list for us? Just a couple. There is um, anxiety, despair, disgust, nervousness, worry, crying, discouragement, rejection, sadness, sorrow, depression, frustration, indecisiveness, panic, taken for granted, conflict, creative insecurity, terror, unsupported, Blaming, dread, fear, horror, peeved, humiliation, jealousy, longing, lust, overwhelm. Wonderful. So really, when people are coming to you for common issues, I mean, what is the most common? Because that's a long list of things. There is. Yeah, there's more. But there is a long list of things. But, you know, it's it's amazing. Like, vulnerability is a big one. That, that people come to you for. Yeah. I mean, it's a very common one that comes up um, to be cleared. Also, discouragement is another one. And also, insecurity. So these are all like these, you know, overwhelming emotions that we always feel, especially when we're little, you know, we have these little like overwhelming feelings of, I don't know what's going on. And then processing, you can't, often we're not in a space where we can process these emotions and feel safe enough to do that. So we hold on to them and we bury them and we pretend they're not there, you know, to act stoic and like, I'm not crying or I'm tough or Whatever. This reminds me of, well, this kind of deep work when you're going into this and you're looking at childhood wounds Mm -hmm. and how we've created them. This reminds me of the child self work, right? And how does this relate to that? Because this is clearing it. Mm -hmm. It's not really listening to the child self. And that's a whole nother therapy. Mm -hmm. But in that particular therapy, it's like, oh, you listen to the child, you you do this writing exercise, and it's a lot of time commitment to do mm-hmm. the child self-work. But this is saying, no, let's just go in there. Mm-hmm. Let's just clear it. It also does help doing that in conjunction with that work. Okay. Okay, you good. Know, okay, to good. delve into that because really it's this, this does clear the emotion that's trapped, but then also there's the cognition of going through it all. Um, in a way that you can um, put your finger on and, and like kind of tangible and then really go through and process on a, maybe on a different level, maybe more um, different level. I, I mean, I do that kind of work too. And it's fun going into that area. You know, all this stuff, all this work brings up uncomfortableness, right? Sure. And it goes through, but I love the shadow work aspect of it. So that's really what I love about it. And it gives us some sense of control or controlling an outcome mm-hmm. to some things that we may not can control. I think that's, that's for me personally, that's why I do all of this deep work and find all of these different therapies that are addressing these things. Cause I want to look at what's going on and what these programs are. Right. Right. And then in that there is some kind of sense of control there for certain for me anyhow. Yeah. 
especially when you go in and you find these trapped emotions at whatever age they come. And often a memory will come with it. You'll remember, oh yeah, that is when such and such happened. I, I remember that. Or sometimes you don't remember it, but then going into, oh, who was it with? And you can even find a muscle test, like what time of the year it was. Like it's, it's really, you can get quite precise. Um, and then, and then you can go in and go, gosh, I can just look into that a little bit more yourself and, and just kind of settle it. <laughs> it helps a lot. So working with a client via it be in your space or a distant healing and you're conjuncting, obviously you're doing the Reiki with this as well and the intuitive counseling, you know, can you explain, you know, doing all three of those things or, and more, right? You do more than that, but doing all of this when you get to that uncomfortable place with a person and they're in that uncomfortableness, whatever that memory is, whatever that trauma is, where do you go from there? Because a lot of therapists and a lot of healers, it takes a very gentle soul to be there with another person, holding space for them and then being able to move them through that. Mm -hmm. And before on our little break, we were talking about different therapies and how they just move through them really quickly or they like expand that. Where do you go from there? Well, in the moment with this where, particular thing, yeah, that someone's releasing. A lot of times, it can be emotional, and it can't be. It doesn't have to be emotional. Every person's different. Everyone's right? different, and when someone gets to the point where they remember things, that's usually when it gets a little emotional. But most of the time, it's cleared in a way that's kind of like effortless. But yet, it takes you to the moment. But often, you're not as engaged as you are about talking about the issue. So you're not as um, you're not going to be emotionally engaged as you were as if you're in therapy talking. But we can talk about it. But often what we do is we identify, we, we um, clear it, we get as much information as we can about that. And, and if we need to, we go in and clear heart walls. And that's something a little bit different as well as trapped emotions, which is built up energy around the heart. But people, you know, usually are very, um, are, are really enjoying this process. It's not something that's hard to do, but it's, it's fun to do and they, they like it. And when, it, when everyone gets a little bit, maybe, um, teary or, you know, we just, we talk, we pause and we discuss and we go a little bit deeper into whatever they want to talk about. And it's really fun. Nice. You mentioned heart walls. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit more about what that is or what that means for you? Yeah, yeah. Heart walls. There's something Dr. Bradley Nelson had discovered when when clearing these um, emotions on this chart was um, they weren't coming up like you were having a trapped emotion, but yet it really wasn't on the chart. And you go, oh, well, is there a heart wall that's in, in a barrier to like, it's more like there's so much a charge to that emotion that there's wall that was built around your heart, not allowing the emotion to come in. It's a lot of trauma often. Yeah. It will be in a, a tragic or um, a very sudden sad event or, you know, it's, it's you know, emotional event um, that happens to um, all of us. But these, in uh, this can identify what that is. Yeah. And so we go through. And so if I can't find something um, on the chart. I go, oh, this, is this a heart wall? And yes, it will be often. <laughs> and then we go through the motions of identifying the trapped emotion heart wall. And, um, and that's a fun journey as well. It's just, it's, it's very similar. Yes, no questions and ask when it, when it occurred, how large the heart wall is. That's a fun question. You can go miles wide 
They can be wow. They can be up to like a thousand miles wide, depending on the actual tarp motion. This is so exciting because you have so many things that you do, and I was just thinking, you know, lavender oil would be great for that. And like, so you're probably doing that, right? You're incorporating mm-hmm. particular food grade, healthy, amazing essential oils into this practice because it's right. terpenes, mm-hmm. you know, and it's vibrational frequency, right? And then also the Reiki. I'm fascinated, Amy. <laughs> You're so exciting. Before we move on, because we're going to take a short break in a bit, but I would like to know where you were before you were in Humboldt, or have you been here forever? Well, I, I was actually, I'm growing up here. Oh. And then I moved away and came back. What brought you into this particular type of healing modality? Because most people are on their own healing journey mm-hmm. when they come into these things that they geek out on, right? right? And so can you tell us a little bit about that story? Yeah, you know, um, let's see. Um, we moved back into this area um, about 11 years ago, and we had our little daughter, um, our oldest, and we moved, and we just love this area. We wanted to move back into the area. Um, I had then discovered, you know, all this turmoil within myself. I thought I had dealt with everything within myself, and but yet I didn't know about clearing childhood traumas at, at all. I didn't take yeah. child life development, which it's, you know, I should have, I really wish I would have, um, it would have helped out. So I had noticed things about myself after having my children, um, my response mechanisms, like weren't like, you know, on par with how I thought they should be. I wasn't. So I, I did a lot of self inquiry. I'm like, what is going on with me? So then that led me on the path of like self-discovery. And, and so I, I kind of came out with, a, I had a bunch of friends that were into a lot of energy work. And one of them particularly um, brought a healer into the area. He was a shaman. And I'd never seen a healer or a psychic or anyone before. And um, I went to visit him. And he is a traveling shaman from Poland. And I, uh, he told me then that I was a healer. And this was like my path and... Um, a lot more information that was like mind blowing, but it was very fun. And that kind of set me on my, my course of like more self-discovery in the realm of the healing arts that just add to the, the discovery. And how many years ago was that? That was, uh, let's see, nine years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so you've been doing all these kind of fun things since. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And raising three kids, you know. So you have three children. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. That's so exciting. I think that And I don't know because I'm not a mother, but I think that when we go through marriage, when we go through raising and having and growing a child, like kind of backwards, but you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like when we go through those things, obviously a lot of triggers come up for us, Totally, right? Mm -hmm. More so than someone like myself who is like solo yeah i don't want triggers um (laughs) but it would be interesting to recognize like the things that did come up for you and the things that you're healing on such a deep level because that's kind of how our program started you were saying that that's kind when you were seeing that with your children Mm -hmm. there were things about your children that would bring that and that's that's got to happen to pretty much everybody it does it's very common and you know here I thought I was super isolated thinking I was like crazy because I was like why am I responding and like I don't know I just I I had this behavior that I didn't recognize within myself sometimes and I'm like no I can't do this so I you know did a lot of work a lot of work and so I recovered and of course I don't act that way anymore but 
and respond those ways anymore from all the deep work I've done. So I can calmly just talk to the kids with no problem. And I, I will get triggered occasionally, but it's not very often, you know, and it, it varies, you know, there's extreme sure. triggers and then there's small triggers. Sure. And lately, of course, they're, you know, all pretty much small triggers and it's, it's really amazing. It's an ebb and flow, I imagine. Yes. I think most people, and maybe our listeners can resonate with this, but I think most people think that there's a norm Mm -hmm. and that if we have triggers or we feel uncomfortable that we're outside of that norm. Mm -hmm. And I would like to just engage and say like, I think the norm is shit's always happening. Right. Things are always happening. It's our response to that Mm -hmm. that gives us some type of peace. Completely. But I think most people think that it's like the keeping up with the Joneses, that old 70s program idea Mm -hmm. of like just everybody's got it together. Everybody, you know, everything's great. Right. The reality is like I think most people are going through stuff on a pretty daily basis. Mm -hmm. It's how do we, you know, adjust to that. And this sounds like something that could help people if they just recognize that trigger or that old program or that pattern or the emotion of it right exactly okay so I have a question for you what's that will you emotion code me for sure (laughs) okay so let's take a break and we'll come back and you can try emotion coding me do you want to get emotion coded as I look at Kindle Okay, so we're going to take a short break and give a shout out to a local aligned business that we love so very much and I believe that you will too We live in a world full of toxins and impurities. Our bodies are working overtime on a daily basis in order to counteract and release some of this buildup. At Vital Flow Cleansing Center, there are a variety of therapeutic services to help cleanse the body of some of the toxins it has accumulated throughout everyday life. Vital Flow Cleansing Center, specializing in colon hydrotherapy, electrolymphatic drainage, ionic foot spas, and cleansing coaching. Located in downtown Arcata, Available online at vitalflowcleansing.com or call 707-498-9169. Vital Flow Cleansing Center, helping create a cleaner, clearer, lighter you. Welcome back, everyone. We are back with Amy, and she is going to hopefully... Talk us through an emotion code Mm -hmm. session, if you're down. Let's see what that's like. And remember, we're also on audio, so we're going to have to really express this. I'm so in love with this, and I'm so down. If you don't mind, we'll just do a quick little session, and then we'll go into some questions about self-care. Okay. Okay? Great. Um, It looks like... Okay. Do you you have have to uncross my legs? Tell me what I have to do. So if a client's coming into you or they're talking with you on the phone, how do you get them prepared for you? Just get relaxed. Just relaxed. Yeah. So I can lay on the ground. Is that whatever you want to do? Sweet. That's what I'm going to do. Um, I'll muscle (laughs) test for you. Okay. Easier. Okay. Um, um, over the phone, I typically will have the person be involved and do this weight test. Okay. So, that's it. But um, anyways, for you, like, let's see, do you have a trapped emotion to clear right now? I'm a proxy for you. 
pepper. I'm pretty certain. Yes. yes. Okay. And then, so um, do you have a trapped emotion in column A? You have trapped emotion in column B? Yes. Do you have a trapped emotion in an even row? Odd row? Is it row one? Row three? Row five? So it's okay, Before you tell three. the listeners... Mm-hmm. what it is, which I'm totally open. As you were doing that, you were doing a muscle test for each row using your finger. Each question. Each question that you had, mm-hmm. you were using your finger. Right. And you were muscle testing for me mm-hmm. without touching me. Right. Okay. Great. Okay. So keep going and, and tell me what that was. <clears throat> I'm open so, book here. Is this confusion? Is it defensiveness? Is it grief? It is grief. Is it self-abuse? No. Is it stubbornness? It's grief. Aww. So we can now find out. Let's clear that. Let's I'd clear like the grief. to release grief. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Let's yeah. say, if it, was it between the ages of zero and five? No. Five and ten, yes. Age five, age six, age seven, age eight, age nine, age ten. So age seven. So as she asks these questions, um, audience, she is muscle testing for each and every question. You can't see her, but she's using her fingers just side note, letting them know. Mm-hmm. So age seven, grief. And you want to find out, is it inherited? No. Did this happen with um, a parent? A mother, is it mom, dad? This looks like mom. And is this um, an inherited emotion? Did I ask that already? It's not inherited. Um, so you acquired this from your mom. How deep can we go in this? I'm an open book. I'm, I'm okay. totally down. Um, we can find out is... Um, is anyone else involved? Nope. And is this trapped in your body somewhere? Yes, of course it is. I can feel it as we're asking questions because I'm an intuitive person as well. I can feel it in my heart and in my third eye. Okay. Yeah. So I'm ready to clear this, please. Okay. Let's go so, for it. Do I have to do anything? Do you just want to clear now? Well, keep asking. I just, I'm just, you just let me know what you're doing how it goes. Mm-hmm. It's been a minute. I was doing it on my own. So this is much different having a practitioner help. So, right. Okay. Yeah. Um, so now is this trapped in or in, in a major organ? Yes. Is this trapped in, um, in her heart? She's yes. Is it, tra- is it, um, is this also trapped somewhere else? No, it's only in your heart. Is this a heart wall? No, it's not a heart wall. It's just a trapped emotion that. You know, we can measure, but, you know, for all intents purposes, we should probably just clear it and, okay. and see how it goes. So what you can do to clear yourself, actually, is take your hands can or I your magnet. He- I have a hematite. There you go. And put it over your main meridian, over the top, from the okay. tip of your nose, all the way over to the, to the um, base of your skull. To the base of the skull, did you mm-hmm. say? Yeah, we do this three times. Oh, that feels so good, actually. This is a very cold, palm-stoned hematite which is really really nice i've had it here at the on my desk for quite some time okay i believe that was three Mm -hmm. and that's cleared so no more that's it i'm (laughs) dead that's that one instance of grief you had when you were seven now how do you how do you check to see if that is gone i say is that cleared and yes, I muscle and then test. Muscle test, and it's gone. Yes, no, it's yes. So that was that one circumstance, that one moment in time mm-hmm. that was kind of needed to go, mm-hmm. or that was ready to go. Mm-hmm. And so that's not going to clear all of my grief that I 
you know, took on from my mother, maybe not all of it that I took on at seven, but it is the one that came up right in this moment Mm -hmm. that wanted to clear or was ready to let go easily. Is that how it goes? Right. I consider it to be like the, the largest charged emotion comes to clear first. It's kind of what I think. Okay. So, you know, you can, you should, you can measure charging of emotion. I think whatever you feel the strongest or whatever you have unconsciously that's ready to be released is going to be coming up to clear first. So in five minutes, Mm -hmm. we could clear that one emotion that wanted to come up. I love this. You know what I'm going to do, Amy? I'm going to go home. I'm going to get my book back out. (laughs) I'm going to get back into the emotion coding. Mm -hmm. I really, really love it. So when you set and work with someone, be it over the phone for distant healing or you do um, in in space or in your office, it's going to take more than five minutes because you go through many. Mm-hmm. This was just the one, right? Right. And once you clear one, then you say, okay, let's go into the next. Mm-hmm. And, and next. Keep going. Wow. And then how long do you usually give someone as their kind of recovery homework assignment? You know, like how long do you give someone after that? Do you say, take it easy for a week or mm-hmm. take it easy for 30 days? Or right. what? what is your protocol usually well, for that? Usually, you know, we'll do up to about around up to 10 trapped emotions, if any, if that many. And then after those are identified and cleared, uh, usually I'll say, well, you know, give it a week or, you know, however, see how you're feeling. And if you want to have more, then you can come back and help and we can do this again. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Okay. So it's, you don't need too much breezeway, you know, as far as uh, recovery. It's just more of like, it's fun. I'm like, I could do it all the time. When I first found the book, I told you I found it in Shasta. Yeah. I was vacationing there because I love going to Shasta. I try mm-hmm. to go three or four times a year. And I just grabbed the book in one of the cute little bookstores, which is no longer there, by the way. Do you know the bookstore I'm talking about? Which the one, one downtown? The only bookstore, I think. It's right downtown, and it's it's, it's on the mountainside of the road. I don't know if I st- no, there was this other one that I always went to that had a ton of books in it as well. But I, oh no, I do, I do yeah. know which one and you're talking about. Coffee shop, it has a little coffee shop. Uh-huh, in front. Uh-huh. This last time I went, it was shut down. That's so sad. sad. I mean, I don't know. There was like uh, butcher paper in the windows. Oh, so bummer. they could be redoing it internally or it could just be like done. Hmm. You know, I hope they're just redoing it. I love Shasta. Yeah, I just love Mount Shasta. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely incredible. If listeners, if you have not gone, I suggest that you head that direction at some point in time in your life because it's phenomenal. It's amazing. So we have time to do one more. Do you mind? Of course. Let's do it. Emotion code me one more time. All right, let's do this. (laughs) Do you have a trapped emotion in column A, column B? Is this an even row, odd row? Is it row one? Row three, row five. Okay, is this, it is row five. And is this conflict? Is this creative insecurity? Is this terror? Is this unsupported? Is it wishy-washy? It's unsupported. It's not wishy-washy, so. Thank goodness, because all those kind of sounded rough. (laughs) Unsupported. Unsupported is okay. The other ones are like, ooh. Uh I mean, I shouldn't say that because some people may get those. But for me personally, uh, that's maybe the better one. You know, okay. unsupported. That's a very common one. It's, it's, it, those two, the grief and the unsupported definitely resonates with me. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. So are we going to find out, is this before the age of five? No. Is this before the age of 10? Yes. This is age five. This is age six, age seven, age eight. Yes. On age eight, age nine. No. Age 10. No. 
So we go in hone in on age eight. Okay. And is this an um, an inherited emotion? No. Is this with your father? No. Your mother? Yes. And was this a grandmother? No. Grandfather? No. So um, unsupported age eight with your mom, not inherited. So it's it was an event that happened and you felt really unsupported by her. And Say we want to dig into the event just for fun. Okay. Well, how would you go about that? Because I'm sure the listeners would be maybe a little curious and how that goes. What's the questioning for that? Well, you know, that's my own personal inquiry because I don't really think um, Dr. Bradley Nelson goes into those personal things. But um, you can find out, like, again, where it's stored in your body. um, And we can clear that like we did. And find out, you know, it's really a lot of self-inquiry like is that kind of where maybe your intuitive counseling comes yeah, in that's is because if you pick up on something if you mm-hmm. don't then that's okay too but right. you might pick up on a vision or a smell or a thought or mm-hmm. is that kind of typically that will okay happen. so let's try it because I'm open okay <laughs> so we have unsupported with your mom yeah I, it's more of like not feeling heard I think by her by understood mm-hmm yeah I'm sure so, many eight-year-olds probably felt for that. sure yeah, yeah. but that's what I'm picking up and um maybe a lot of frustration incorporated with that unsupportedness right so we have and where is this trapped emotion located is this in a major organ yes is this heart no it's liver no kidneys no lungs yes so this is in your lungs interesting okay so let's clear it out of your lungs and with your stone you can go in and do three swipes four swipes five swipes six swipes Sixteen thousand six. swipes from the nose to the base of the spine <laughs> right <laughs> only six <laughs> and not often oh okay so will... it's not three each time i'm mm-hmm. glad that i picked up on that so it you also ask how many swipes Wow, this I is pretty cool. This. I like this. This is cool. Because I figured I kind of, because I've been doing it so long, I kind of figure there's there's emotions that are charged more than others. And maybe they need a little extra help. Because uh, I noticed that inherited emotions, you have to do 10 swipes. Because oh. it's a stronger, larger charged emotion that's okay. passed on from your parent or however long. It could be six generations back, right? So we have... Um, with all these emotions that we clear, some are stronger than others. And so I just go, how many swipes? <laughs> and so yours is six. Okay. So six over the head. So I'm going to start from the tip of my mm-hmm. nose to the back, the, the base. base. And I'm going to do six of those. While I'm doing that, can you tell the listeners, if they're wanting to do something at home, what are some different options they can use to do this kind of thing? Because we didn't really go into that, but I know it's like magnets right. or crystals or your own finger. But can you right. tell them? Can you talk about that yeah. a little bit while I do this? Yeah. So you can also, if you don't have a magnet handy, you can just honestly use your your fingertips to go trace the, the bridge of your nose all the way up your forehead over the center of your skull down to the base of your skull and that's one swipe and you can do it quickly you can do it slowly so we're energetic beings and so we just need a little bit of friction to, to clear to to just remove the hold that that charge had on our on our cellular memory 
I wonder if it has anything to do with the the left and the right hemispheres of the brain and the magnet itself magnetizing those two together because that's all about the masculine and feminine within the body. Mm-hmm. That's all about humanity moving into evolution is really bringing the, the left and the right hemispheres of the brain together, right? The creative and the logical mm-hmm. so that we can see clearly through the third eye. I wonder if having a magnet to do that has anything to do with it with that through his book did he say anything about that no but that's a great question all right dr nelson we'll call on you <laughs> i feel like that's that that would be why you would need a magnet you honestly don't necessarily need a magnet i mean he okay. recommends it but you know you don't necessarily have to yeah i just wonder I, why he's asking for us to do that you know what i mean yeah but he's then he's also said you don't necessarily need a magnet as okay. well you can use your fingers but it's more his was his initial thing. I think he he said to do. I love this. I mean, I'm sure there were a lot on this emotion code chart that would probably resonate with me, but I will tell you the two that you've picked up on have honestly been things I've been working on therapy just in the last month. Mm -hmm. And so on a daily, I do, you know, like I do the meditation, I do the Kundalini, I like work and I've been doing the hypnosis at night, sleeping into this program, making my own programs with my own voice and telling myself these things. Those are the two things. And I didn't really know where they were coming from, Mm -hmm. but those are the two things I've been working on. Oh, wow. Really? (laughs) Yes. So thank you. Wow. So in alignment with this month of my 40 day sadhana, the stuff that I'm working on in a deep level so I can project a better reality for myself. So thank you because it's right on. Very good. Yeah, because there were some of them where I was like, no, that's not me. If she stops on wishy-washy, I would be mad. (laughs) Or yeah. conflict. I don't think I have conflict and definitely don't have creative insecurities. That's for sure. So thank you so much for that little bit of time. I do appreciate it. That's amazing. I would like to move forward into some things because earlier we were saying how beautiful you look, how healthy and vibrant you look. The whole idea for this podcast is to help others get fully into alignment. And with that being said, What are some things that you're doing for self-care rituals on a pretty daily basis? Now, you're a wife with three children and you're a businesswoman Mm -hmm. and you're also an intuitive healer and you're working deeply on yourself. I don't know if you have very much time, (laughs) but if you do, what does that look like for you? Just your own self-care. Yeah. Now that we've branched into summertime, you know, kids being home a lot, um, it's mainly waking up in the morning to get a little quiet time by myself or staying up late. And doing my quiet time. Um, I do a lot of journaling, um, self-reflection, lots of journaling comes out that way. And um, I do a lot of, um, let's say, Epsom salt baths to just oh, I relax. Love yeah, and detoxify. So um, that's a really great one. And then going on walks. I love walks in nature. Where do you take your walks? There are so many beautiful places. I mean, we're so very lucky to live where we live. Where do you like to go? I love the Redwood Forest. I go there a lot with my family. Um, Although I do live on a green belt, so we often will just hit the trail just next to our home. Oh my gosh, that's so nice. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So what are some other self-care things you're doing? Um, Well, I do meditation, of course, and um, just try to relax and do breath work. I recently was in, uh, introduced to Wim Hof breathing method. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I've been doing that. I wouldn't say every day, but um, when I can and I get a moment. 
Wim Hof um, breathing method is really when you're taking as much oxygen into your body as possible very quickly. You take, you do like, I want to say it's like 60 seconds or no, 30 seconds of just deep breaths. And, and then at the end of that 30 seconds or 60 seconds, however long it is, um, you lose track when you're deep breathing and then you hold your breath for as long as you can on that last breath in this last intake. And then you're oxygenating, you're, you're going and you're trying to go up to about two minutes of holding your breath. Um, you work your way up to that and even longer, um, you're getting to the point where oxygen will go into every cell in your body and then go into the deepest part of your brain to oxygenate it. And, um, go into your pineal gland and, you know, activate a lot of things. But, um, so I've been doing that and it's fun. Have you chosen any of his other methods? His like cold showers, the freezing waters, those temperature things. I love that stuff. I have not done the freezing things. <laughs> no, he's, he's it's good. really it's hardcore. Good. I've it's done good. cold showers. So I yeah. can go that far, but no, I have not done ice, ice baths. baths. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Try it. It's fun. You have? It's fun. Oh, for sure. Oh. I'm, I'm weird. That's yeah. awesome. No, so, that's okay. for sure. So you've done all of those things. I've, I've, yes. I don't oh, say wow. I do them every day, no. but I have for sure. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. I do a, it's not the breath work that he does. I do a square breathing technique. Okay. Where it's 20 seconds. You hold your breath for 20 seconds. Or okay, let's start again. You breathe in for 20 seconds. You hold that for 20 seconds. You exhale for 20 seconds, and then you inhale for 20 seconds. Okay. It's a square breath, and you can work yourself up. You start about 20 seconds. You can do 30 and then work yourself up to a minute or so, and that's pretty intense because you do have to be cognizant of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You can't lose track, Right. and um, it's it's definitely like a it's and an how experience. how many repetitions do you do? You do it for like 20 minutes. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So it depends on where you're at. You can start at five seconds, yeah. you know, and then just do that. But it's it's pretty intense, mm-hmm. but I love it. Yeah, it's really so fun. I've kind of moved on to something like that, right. but yeah. I, I would like to touch base back with him. Uh-huh. That's fun stuff. Yeah, it gets you right into a meditative state mm-hmm. after the end of that breath work because it's really, it's like 15 minutes of breath work. And then it ends and then you're like left with this oxygenated body and you get super blissed out and calm and relaxed. And so you just get into this really deep meditational state. And I love that. It's really fun. That's why I was saying when we all sat down here, I was like, I am so high right now Uh because I did like a lot of breath work this morning. Okay. Makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly where it's at. Now we're going to transition into self-care for other human beings, right? What are some things that you suggest out to your clients or even listeners that um, are being present with us today? Some things that we would share with them. Yeah. Well, maybe incorporate some of that breath work because Mm -hmm. it really does make us pause and kind of reconsider, just consider what's going on in the inside of us rather than the external because we a lot of we're focusing a a ton on what we're doing who we're doing it with um who we're interacting with on a daily basis and a lot of times that we don't get a chance to pause and look inward and see what's really kind of making us tick and and um and what's working for us and what's not working for us and by doing breath work it helps us kind of it helps me kind of refocus mm-hmm. and realign to a calm state of reflection. 
Any other things that you would think of for listeners Mm. or that you give out to your clients as a homework assignment? Yeah, no, just really be more inquisitive. Be inquisitive and um, recognize what's going on within to um, see that what happens outside of us is not something else happening to us, but it's actually a reflection of our, what's going on within ourselves. So being triggered by whoever is triggering you is not them. It's actually something that's a mirror with it that's looking back at you, looking to come to um, interview to clear and to be recognized. It's really, really fun work, but it's, it's a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun. Interesting. Can you say that again? So if someone triggers you, it's not about them. It's about something with inside of yourself that needs to be cleared. Right. So imagine like we're all, um, maybe we all have a ton of programming going on within ourselves and our subconscious um, being. And then we're going out in the world and then we have someone totally make us say mad. And that person actually was just doing their thing and they didn't mean to make you mad. How how you respond to that person is whatever is within you is coming out in energy form to respond to that um, action. So the person, a monk wouldn't be like uh, reactive to that person. They'd be like, oh, this person's having a hard day. Um, but if you are triggered by that person that's maybe bothering you, you're, you have that same kind of energy within yourself because it's a mirror. It's a, we can only, we're only attracting those things that we have within us. So to experience, to maybe show us what's going on. That's what I think. We were just talking about this earlier today. Kendall and I, the amazing audio goddess, (laughs) who's over here sitting on a very beautiful sheepskin rug. She and I were talking about this and talking about what things that come into our reality and how they are projections. I mean, because that's one of the, I guess, new age psychology thoughts is that things that are coming into our reality are projections of within inside of ourselves. I believe that to a certain point. Mm-hmm. But then we can get into this place of deep work of saying, okay, I keep attracting this same thing. Mm-hmm. I keep working really hard on it. I mean, it can drive you crazy after right. a little bit. So is there maybe just a lesson to be learned of like boundaries mm-hmm. or something else? I mean, I know every situation is very, you know, individualized and I'd have to share with you the actual story to have that conversation. Mm -hmm. But do you know where I'm going with that? Yeah, it's looping. Yeah, because some people could get really, really sad and like really dive in with nine years of therapy Mm -hmm. on something like that that just keeps showing up. So it's about empowering the human being to recognize that, hey, not everything's your issue. You're Mm -hmm. not causing any of these things. Mm -hmm. But when it does come, how do you work on that? Right. How do you protect yourself? How do you um, acknowledge and respond to that? Mm-hmm. Like you were saying, like the monk, the, the one, the guru that's amina amina, right? right? They're there. Yeah. It doesn't matter what's happening around them. Mm-hmm. It's probably not going to affect them. Right. But do they then take it on as saying, okay, there are jerks all around me. It has something to do with me. No. No, not at all. That's the piece. So Why? Well, I Why, think- Amy Gunderson? <laughs> Why? <laughs> oh, the monk doesn't take everything personal. 
and okay. he doesn't he doesn't identify with something that is not he doesn't have um, an energetic um, bandwidth with. Okay. So um, we can only I think I think we only are triggered by things that are built up energy within ourselves that, that are needs matching. To let go. Okay. That yeah, that comes up to go. Gosh, that looks like it. That's a whole lot of trapped energy that needs to be released. So gosh, I flew off the handle for that. Like that small little thing, huh? I wonder what that's all about. Okay. You know, it's just inquiry. And then you run to your emotion code book and emotion code the hell out of it. You can, or you can just <laughs> go. You know, you don't even need the emotion code. You can go. Gosh, yeah. You can go. Gosh, what what. What memory was that triggering? You can just take a few seconds to kind of jog the the emotional memory bank, you mm-hmm. know, if we if we have access to that. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. I could talk to you forever. You are phenomenal. I probably will continue to talk to you after the show. Before we leave, I have a little something. Mm-hmm. Would you like to play a game with me? Oh, for sure. I call it a game. It's really just pulling a card from the Wisdom for Healing Cards deck. And you can do that in any way that you choose. You can shuffle the cards. You can just look at them visually and see which one's more appealing, or you can hand scan them, whatever feels best to you. I'll let you have them. While you do that, I'm going to play the lovely singing bowl. Very nice. (laughs) And this has been one of my favorite parts of my week. hear that I'm just hitting it. You let me actually play it? I don't think that this is this isn't the right thing. This one's Did you perfect. Find one? Yeah. Oh yay. Would you like to explain to the listeners what the, it looks like visually and the wording, and then you can read the lesson of the day, which is on the other side. Okay. Um, I chose the card randomly, but it's perfect. It's called Forgive Yourself. It's of a lady like um, kind of giving herself a hug, and she has what look like wings that look um, like the shape of a heart around her. And the lesson is identify one area of your own life where you're angry at yourself or you've let or yet you've yet to forgive someone something that you've done. Healing requires forgiving of oneself as well as others. Your goal is to love yourself enough to heal. I love that. Mm -hmm. How do you feel that resonates with the message that you've been bringing to us today and the audience? Yeah. I think it's perfect because, you know, self-inquiry is healing. It's really healing because we can, we can only grow as beings once we discover what, um, what really either helps us or hinders us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So finding what hinders us usually is on the path of lightening the load energetically within ourselves to allow more positive energy to come and fill us up. Oh, I just love you. You are so smart. Such a wise, wise, beautiful woman. Thank you for being here. I really appreciate it. Before we let you go completely, is there any 
social media platforms that you'd like to share with the listeners so they can follow you or connect with you? Mm -hmm. I have a Facebook page with my name, um, Amy Gunderson, and I also have a Facebook page called Embracing Essence. It's more about, you know, a lot of this emotion code um, type modalities. Um, Also, just energy work in general, just questions and and is so it a page or a it's group? A, it's, a, it's a group, actually. It's a private group. So you just have to, if you'd want to join, just ask to join. Oh, that's so fun. Mm-hmm. So there's lots of people in there communicating. And that's great. Mm-hmm. Thank you for doing that. I think that would be amazing. Thank you, Amy, again so much for making time to be on the show today. I know you're a busy woman, obviously, and it's summertime with all the kiddos. And thank you for helping us get one step closer to aligning ourselves in the highest version of ourselves, mental, physical, spiritual, and emotional on all of those bodies. And to you, listener, thank you for tuning in. Until next time, I am your host, Dr. Pepper Hernandez. Have a magical, wonderful, beautiful day. And let's make this your very best life ever. This episode has been brought to you by Sweet Nectar of the Gods.